Welcome to the Celebration Church Orlando podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Hey church, we are so excited that you have joined us for week three, What Did Jesus Really Say? And we're talking about cancel culture. Yeah. That's right. So clutch them pearls, grab that purse. <laughs> we're going in. It's going to be an amazing day. It's, yeah, we're, we're, we're going in today. I'm excited. Like, I've been waiting for this one. So it is going to be great. Um, my name is Mike. I'm joined here with Pastor Lindsay, Pastor Megan, Pastor Keith, Pastor Josh, and Denira Pittman. Come so we are excited about today. And Pastor Keith, you want to unpack a little bit more about what this is that we're going to talk about with cancel culture? Mike, I don't know if I can. <laughs> you mentioned clutching pearls and red verses. Hey, we're ready. So we're I don't ready. know how we transition. Yeah. Um, but 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 honestly, I I think it's a it's a it's an incredibly relevant topic if I could use that word because we we are in a culture right now where it seems like we're just living in a powder keg. And, and we are exposed to so much information, whether it be media, social media, news, whatever that looks like, there is just so many opportunities for us to be offended. And it's just constantly in front of us. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to wonder like, should I react this way or should I not react? There's been, there's been moments where I'll look at someone's reaction and I'm like, man, I don't feel that way. Like, am I missing the mark? Am I not woke enough? Should I have more of a, it's like, it's literally, you're just trying to figure out what is the appropriate response to the things that we're seeing in culture. And so what ends up happening is we, we we end up giving birth to this idea of things being canceled. Now, now obviously, we, we kind of can deduce that do we really believe that cancel culture is something that we see Jesus did? Is that something that we feel that we see represented consistently in the kingdom of God? And I think we're going to have a passage that we can evaluate that. But this is all birthed from the concept of, like, what are the guidelines for redemption? What does growth look like? What does restoration look like? What does extending the benefit of the doubt look like? And I know that this is messy and it's murky and we're looking at accountability and intentions of the heart, but this is, this is what I believe the gospel compels us to do. So I, I want to I look at a passage of scripture that's, um, that's found here in the gospel of John chapter 8. And I want to look at verses uh, 2 through 11 and I'm going to ask Lindsay to read it, but before before you read that, Lindsay, I want to just kind of give us a brief up, like background on kind of what the passage um, is all about. Ultimately, Jesus is he's on the scene, he's doing his thing. There's a lot of popularity, there's a, a significant movement and, and following that he has, and so people are just looking for opportunities for those that oppose him because he's disrupting the way that they practice their religion. Okay. He's disrupting the social constructs, like it's it's interrupting the way that people function. Right. That that people are trying to figure out ways. How can we trip this guy up? Mm-hmm. When we come to him with questions, he always seems to be very elusive with this. So we're going to find this one way that we can pinpoint and really expose him for who true who he truly is. So mm-hmm. so that's kind of the framework that that I want us to look at this passage with. It's it's through the lens of how can we trip Jesus up. So so Lindsay, if you don't mind, can you can you read? Um, we only need to read verses 2 through 11, um, and, and okay. let's just talk about it a little bit. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, 
They went away one by one, beginning with the older ones, and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. Wow. Man. Hmm. What, do y'all, what do y'all think? I think if, if there's ever if there's ever a mm-hmm. biblical example of cancel culture and action colliding with Jesus, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have a group of people that have, that have seen something that's wrong, and they are like, we need to cancel her. Right. Yeah. Right. Jesus, what do you got to say about that? <clears throat> so, so what do y'all feel when y'all, when y'all look at this passage? Do y'all see any of, of how this can conflict or even see this represented in our culture now? What do you guys think? Yeah, I would say even for now, like um, something that someone posts like years ago um, can affect who they are now. Like they, they're not the same person from mm-hmm. before, but that previous way of thinking or whether it was culture, culturally accepted at the time mm-hmm. is not what you represent right now and yeah. now you're canceled. Yeah. But you've experienced so much growth since then and mm-hmm. awareness and all that. And I think it's just a shame that we, we throw people away from yeah. one act that could have been just something or just a mistake in general. Like, yes. how do we move forward from forgiving people for saying the wrong things and doing mm-hmm. the wrong things yeah. Um, yeah. and just flat out just throwing, letting them be outcasts, basically? Mm-hmm. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah, but people aren't even, what's crazy about that, and I agree with you, but people aren't even willing to have the conversation yeah. mm-hmm. for people to have a chance to, like, you're right. I apologize for this. Mm-hmm. Yes. Here's what happened. Here's my experience up until now, mm-hmm. which is why you look at two opposing <coughs> yeah. viewpoints. But here's my journey along the way. Yeah. Which I love is what Jesus does. He goes, let's just hang out yeah. with Zacchaeus. People put, people have already canceled you. Mm-hmm. Let's just hang out and talk for a little bit. Yeah. And let me get to know your story. Mm-hmm. And then every time with this story, multiple stories that mm-hmm. Jesus has, life change happens because Jesus gave them a chance and just talked with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, the conversations, because conversations are hard. And yes. so instead of you confront it, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to talk to you about it, but I'm going to ostracize you as sure. well. Sure, yeah, to yeah. make a judgment on it without, yeah. without right. any dialogue whatsoever. <clears throat> right, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, right. I was kind of processing some of this stuff with my mom over the phone the other day, and it was funny because she actually didn't, hadn't heard the term yet. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, in order to even have the conversation, it's almost like wow. you need to identify the yeah, definition right. of what is cancel culture. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we kind of kind of delved into it more, that was kind of what I noticed. Even the fact that, yes, they were trying to cancel the woman, but a perspective that I saw was the fact that it said that the Pharisees were trying to bait him. They were trying yeah. to catch mm-hmm. him so mm-hmm. that they had something to use against them. And I feel mm-hmm. like that at the very heart of it is what I've seen in this cancel culture right now is that people are... They've kind of, de- in order for cancel culture to have its grip on on society as a whole, you have to basically convince people that this person is, because of their actions, is worth dehumanizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was what was so interesting to me, is it felt like, yes, they were using this woman that seems so clear, like she has sinned, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. But they were using her example to even try to dehumanize Jesus. Right. Like they needed, yeah. they were kind of using both. They weren't curious what Jesus had to say. They weren't <laughs> like, give us some wisdom or what is your perspective? Yeah. Which is what you do when you're caring about a person or wanting to hear their perspective. Mm-hmm. You come from a posture of wanting to learn. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that was not the case. They yeah. were trying to prove something against both of them. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like that's the very heart of cancel culture is like, 
you don't you dehumanize you don't care about the human you care more about the issue at hand or you're motivated like it's just yeah. motivated by yeah, different things yeah, so. right. which is so and here's what's so interesting too like when you read the text <clears throat> you can't help but go man they they're deflecting yeah. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like they're de- like so who in the group was the first one to say, oh, we're going to choose this person, right? Yeah, this yeah. woman right here. Because then the rest of them were like, oh, yeah, because if we do that, then that means that you won't have to see me. So mm-hmm. it's like the hypocrisy that, that mm-hmm. is all within it yeah. is so blatant because it's like, hey, even though I, like you brought up a good point where you're like, man, years ago, somebody could have said something mm-hmm. and then it comes to the light and then it's like everybody wants to attack them for it, even though they love them, you know, so mm-hmm. to say. But who who in the crowd is also going, oh, yeah, right there mm-hmm. because they're deflecting because if now I can get everybody's attention mm-hmm. on that one person that one thing to cancel mm-hmm. then you won't see what it was that I did so now the hypocrisy wow. comes into play and we see that from time to time and I don't know if any of y'all have seen it but like we see this from time to time in the hypocrisy in it mm-hmm. and so it's just like oh my gosh like y'all just yeah. deflected the whole time yeah. instead yeah. of saying like hey look yeah. like hey you know what let me let me just say like Maybe I did something. Like, nobody stopped to go, you know, is it I, Lord? Like, you know, like nobody, nobody stopped to go, wait, 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 let me check myself. They yeah. all just deflected. And it's just, it just brings about the hypocrisy that, hypocrisy that comes within, you know, cancel culture as mm-hmm. we see it. So yeah. true. It's so true. So true. Because even for me, like, when cancel culture became like right. a thing, like maybe two, three years ago, I was like low key kind of for it. Cause I'm like, <laughs> okay, like I'm a high justice person. Like if mm-hmm. you do something wrong, right. like there needs to be an action. Like there's consequences to whatever you do in mm-hmm. life. But the more that I just saw like people's lives being like ruined, like mm-hmm. people's families being exposed, it's just yeah. like, okay, like this has gotten too far and too, too extreme. And it's, Cancel culture is like weaponizing people's suffering and pain. Like it's, Mm. they're pushing their own agenda behind people's pain. And it's like, okay, well, you're not caring about the person. You're just trying to um, push this agenda and just project things. So true. And I I think like, kind of like what you're saying with the hypocrisy of it all, and why I think that that, that cancel culture falls apart once you kind of begin to evaluate it, is that it comes at the cost of ignoring or deflecting. Mm -hmm. So so here's the thing we got to see in this text. Like, she's caught in the act of adultery. Now, we're all adults here. That means that she wasn't by herself. <laughs> there's, there's a strong likelihood that she was caught in the act of adultery mm-hmm. with someone else. Mm-hmm. But we see no mention of anybody else being dragged into the light. Right. It's only her. Mm-hmm. Which then lets us see that there's moments where we only want to highlight things when it fits our agenda yeah. while yeah. ignoring the very yeah. other aspect that contradicts it altogether. Mm-hmm. And and I think one of the areas that I see that a lot, whether we see it in the media, we see it in social media, but sure. I, you see it in politics where it's like, okay, my candidate did this, mm-hmm. your candidate did that. It's yeah. literally the same thing, but I can vilify yeah. that guy, but I got an excuse or an right. example or an mm-hmm. explanation yeah. for that. And I think that's the thing that frustrates me a little bit about this whole concept is because it's the it's the motive behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wrote this down because I didn't want to miss it. Because we see that their whole intent was to trip Jesus up. But but here's what I here's what I saw in that. Like when you bring things to the light, you can't do it with dark motives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I think unfortunately we 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 see people trying to bring things to the light. Hey look, let me draw your attention to this. But what is the motive? Is it right. is it to try to bring wholeness? 
Is it to try to bring restoration? Is it trying to bring social awareness to a, to a systemic issue? Or are you trying to condemn and tear down and destroy? So I think that's something. If, if, if the goal is not to bring wholeness, then what's motivating us? Yeah. yeah. And that's honestly something that I have to ask myself at times. When, when I feel passionate about things, I'm like, okay, like if this isn't leading us to a place of reconciliation or wholeness, if the resolve is not building up but it's only tearing down, there's something that's motivating mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. What? Who? What is it that's motivating mm-hmm. us to arrive at this point where we feel like cancellation is the only response when we see that that's just not consistent uh, with the kingdom? I think there's a big difference between exposing injustice and using injustice to blow up somebody's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, wow. That's great. All of it requires, it's a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. It's what we learn in society um, by the way we're, we're, we've been raised um, or what we've learned culturally, mm-hmm. um, it's learned. And so you have to constantly check yourself yeah. to see if you're participating in that because it could be something that you're passionate about and yes. how easy you can fall into that trap. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That is so true. I mean, I even think too, like when reading that text, it's like you you see Jesus kind of waiting. So it's like they, they bring this woman, because like you said, I mean, you know, even when Lindsay said like, they wanted to really trap Jesus in yeah. this. Like, that was their motive. Yeah. So even when she said, that was their motive. They wanted to trap him. But it's so interesting because what they missed throughout the whole thing was that there had to be some level of grace in this. Mm-hmm. And so we can see that with Jesus. Jesus is the one who's really demonstrating what it looks like when you are yes. when you are met with, mm. you know, the the issue you know i'll say that you know the entanglement that's what this is okay you are met with the entanglement they present the entanglement to jesus and what does he do he is delicate you know he brings in grace to you know kind of untangle the entanglement you know come on will jada that entanglement you know so i mean it was so jesus is doing that by extent that the, the extension of grace yes and that in that to me is so beautiful because you know, we we all are met with some of those things. There are so many things from our passion. Last week we talked about salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what about those pre-salvation days or what we sometimes yes. in church call BCJ mm-hmm. days? You know what I mean? Come so on. it's like, what happens when we we are met, you know, somebody brings up something from our past. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but that's not me anymore. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the world likes to say, yeah, but who you were is still who you are. Yeah. When the whole time, you know, when we talk about salvation, you know, we're talking about, no, you become a whole new creature. Born again. You're born mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Come on, that's Nicodemus. You must be born again. So it's like, you got to be born again. And so it's like that oftentimes, the new you, the, the see, we oftentimes think that change can't happen. That's what society tells us. Yeah. But Jesus is extending grace because he sees future for her. Yeah. And that is so beautiful to me is that he saw that when the whole time they just wanted to catch her, wrap her up in that and say, this is who she is, who she always will be. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, no, there is grace for that. Yes. It's not who you always will be. Mm-hmm. There is future for for you and immediately and what does he do in that moment is he then just kind of writes we don't know what he wrote but he just Mm -hmm. as jesus always does comes up with something and he writes it in front of them and i thought that was just so beautiful that it's like grace is extended because he didn't point the finger at her he then goes wait 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 which one of y'all can cast that first stone i've heard it said before um it was preached that um that Jesus began to write down the names of the people hmm. that she was with, and that's why they left. I don't believe that's theologically accurate. Oh, he wrote my name. Yeah, it's like, is, is that my vote number five? You said that right. Yeah, I'm like, 
Let me hear me. Listen. Oh, he put Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> that was, I knew that was it. Yeah, well, I mean, and I think we see that the intent of the Pharisees was bad. Like, they didn't right. have any good motive. But... I do think, like to your point, there there are people out there that have looked at the idea of cancel culture as a way of justice, like bringing yes. about justice. And yeah. to your point, like I feel like if if you're if we're not careful as Christians, I think we can have a bit of like modern day Pharisee mm-hmm. kind of come into our heart. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about even like the example of the prodigal son. You know, it's such a beautiful story, but a lot of times we are very quick to not extend that same grace to the younger the younger we we have a bit of the older brother in our hearts as christian a christian culture like no they can't change or like we're we're excited on sunday when we hear these incredible testimonies and we'll put it on a video but then sometimes when it's in our circle or in a sphere that's close to us and you see somebody and you just like it's heartbreaking but you hear stories and I even know some people personally that are breaking off relationships even with their parents yeah. based on the fact that their ideology is not the same and yes. it's just it it just feels like man justice and mercy it, justice and mercy justice right. and compassion righteousness yes. all those things can live in the same yeah. space yeah. yes it's inside of the kingdom they they can i mean that's the that that's the ecosystem that yeah. they can coexist and i think that that's what we're looking at like i mean when we're talking about Injustice. Let, let's let's just call it what it is. Like, yeah. like the kingdom of God is a kingdom of justice. Yeah. Like we we understand that. Like so, I think sometimes we can see like certain postures that are like, hey, you know, like you can't really expect justice. That's just not true. On earth as it is in heaven, the kingdom yeah. of God yeah, is is about justice. In fact, we even see in Micah chapter six where it says that this is what God requires of us mm-hmm. to do justice. Yeah. Like we're supposed to be ambassadors that are doing our best to bring about justice. However, I think that wherever there's injustice you will find that there's an outcry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's what ends up being like, man, we see something wrong, there's an outcry. Like, God, like we want, to, we want to see some activity in it. However, when an outcry goes unanswered, it turns into an outrage. Yeah. And I think the, the, the parallels that we can see with that is like, when Jesus comes into the town, Hosanna, that's an outcry. Lord, save us, we yeah. need you. You allow that to go a couple more days, Hosanna turns into crucify him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that what ends up happening is if we're not careful as Christians, we take the posture of crucify wow. instead of Hosanna. God, can you get wow. involved? Yeah. Can you bring restoration? Can wow. you bring healing to this? Yeah. Like, God, we're, we're fractured right now. Hosanna, yeah. save. Now, our posture in cancel culture is crucify. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crucify. Right. Yeah. Let them die publicly, mm-hmm. openly, humiliate them, mm-hmm. shaming them. And that's almost that like those putting our, ourselves in the position of God, like yes. our, the self-righteousness mm-hmm. exactly. of yeah. things. And exactly. It's, that's, that is where you know that you're towing the line because we ourselves had to receive um, grace and mercy and all of those things yes. from Jesus himself and then we find ourselves on the other side of it and not extending the same thing. Yeah. One one um, story that really stuck out to me while I was looking at this was um, Mary and Joseph. So um, in Matthew one nineteen, it said, and her husband Joseph being a just man and, and unwilling to put her to shame resolved to divorce her quietly. And mm-hmm. this is before, if you think about it in context of a timeline, we know like mm-hmm. that it was an immaculate conception. Mm-hmm. But to him, this is before the angel has mm-hmm. appeared to him. And sure. what was so interesting to me was that it said being a just man, mm-hmm. being a righteous man yeah. and unwilling yes. to mm-hmm. put her to shame. And what I loved about that is I feel like we think it's an either or. We think it's justice, this side of the coin, or we think it's mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize that being righteous, that is an extension 
that is an extension of grace and mercy. Like, that is part of righteousness. And I just, thinking from his perspective, like, he was a righteous man. It was present tense. And he chose that way because in his mind, she did. She was an adulteress in this point. Um, So I just, I I really thought that was interesting. That's really strong. And I can only imagine, I mean, the youth have to be dealing with cancel culture on a whole nother level, you know, more than, I try to get some of their words, you know, like gassy, but it's like, you know, I try to understand what the, what the youngsters are saying these days, but, she, but you know, I mean, they have to be dealing with this on a, on a completely different level because of social media, yeah. because, you know, we can look at this and cancel culture has been happening, yeah. you know, I mean, we're reading the yeah. from the Bible and yeah. see this, so this has been something that's happening, but... You know, social media has magnified this, and right. oftentimes it's our youth who are at the forefront of this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And so, you remember going? To, do you remember going to high school? <laughs> you remember Thank going you. to high school, and, and the and the word around the school was this person did this thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, this was for me, ten, fifteen plus years for us going to high school. It's so much worse now. Yeah. Where someone has a bad reputation and it just stays with them. Yeah. Yeah. Because even if you post a picture, people, students are waiting to screenshot it so they could use it as leverage yeah. to push their motive across. Yeah. Wow. And so now I, I talk to students all the time and they're I was preaching at Sub 30, which is our young youth our, our young adults ministry. Mm-hmm. And because I did not fit someone's motive, mm-hmm. I was talking about loving your neighbor. Yeah. A dude yelled at me. <laughs> I heard about that. It was not an amen, by the way. <laughs> and here it was there. Mike was there. She came home and said, like, Dad, you should have been in sub 30. I'm like, man, was it a great message? It was cool. But somebody started yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> so because I didn't fit the exact gospel right. that he interpreted for himself, yeah. he wanted to cancel me even though I had an amplified microphone on a stage. Right. <laughs> and so, but, but that's, and wow. again, going back to the justice thing, I think it's safe to say that everyone wants justice, but we forget that God operates in justice and grace and in truth, like you said, Lindsay. Mm -hmm. And so we love the truth part, but I forget what theologian said, but uh, maybe Eugene Peterson, but he says, truth, just truth by itself, it's too hard. Mm -hmm. Grace, just by itself, is too soft. Mm -hmm. And the middle ground, which Jesus always breaks the mold, is grace and truth. And so if we could operate grace and truth, if cancel culture was something godly, none of us would be on staff. Yeah. Except for Pastor Megan and Pastor Lindsay. Terry got a broke tongue kid. Respectfully. But, but if that was a godly thing, our staff would be just Right. There'd be like four right. people here. Yeah. Yeah. And we know one of those four people is Vinny. <laughs> and Jen. That's it. Um, Jen. But like how many how many of us would truly have a job for those of you that are watching, like if your job knew your exact your real resume, yeah. Come on. Yeah. how many of you got like Come put on. an X yeah. in the chat you know what you job like, like, yeah. like, yeah. That's me. Yeah. Um, I mean that's the question. Like how what's the statute of limitation yeah. for for condemnation, oh. Yeah. oh, like like how far back can I go to into yeah. your past to prevent you from having a successful future? Wow. Yeah. And I think that's the I think that's the burden that that truly grieves me. Now, listen, I am passionate about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Now, like let's say spoiler alert, I hate racism. Mm-hmm. So, in, in case anyone's not aware of that, like so when I see things like racial injustice, it stirs me up. But mm-hmm. I have to make sure that I am looking at 
the sin of racism, the spirituality right. of racism, and acknowledging the, the systemic oppression and and not vilify an individual. And that's challenging. Mm, yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. And there's moments where you have to function with as much restraint. And I have to say, Hosanna, Lord, help me mm-hmm. to not turn into give us right. Barabbas because I can't handle this. I yes. love how you said that because um, in social media, I, I've, I've talked to people who have basically canceled people for yeah. their viewpoints, whether it was politics mm-hmm. or whether yeah. it was considering, you know, concerning racism or the church. Yeah. I have never cut them off yeah. because of their viewpoint, because I know the person that they are. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'm exactly. like, I haven't personally experienced that from that person. Mm-hmm. But even if I did, I'm not going to do that because I'm going to show you love in a different way. That's yeah. Good. And yeah. so um, I think seeing that from other people like, yeah, I blocked them. I did this and that. And I'm like, oh, my Gosh, I'm like, well, I don't like the thing. We well, have a lot of empathy, so I do. <laughs> I'm sorry, God wired me with dis- that's, that's, differently. That's, that's he did wire me differently, wired, but me, I like, just, man. I do have empathy. <laughs> I, I think that's a thing, though. Like knowing how we're wired, yeah. And if that is going to send you in a different direction, it's like, what would Jesus do in this moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, would he would he ostracize? Would he keep them out, outcast them? And for me, I just continue to love on them where they are because I do believe that everyone can change no matter where you are. We all are going to fall short of the glory of God every yeah. single day. But how can we truly live out this life if we hold on to things and yep. grudges and right. that's where forgiveness comes in but it yeah. does and i also think too like that's where accountability comes in yeah because you know i mean because like you know like like you said like how can we you know go for it how can we not hold these things like i mean in and of ourselves like trying to have that self-accountability mm-hmm. to because that's that's hard to do like for it maybe is. for for maybe just for me maybe i can just speak for me but yeah. i mean it's like for me i'm like man you can Try Jesus, don't try me. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, that 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 is the truth. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, so it's like, how then if that if if I have a difficulty with that, then my accountability structure has to be there. Yeah. So mm-hmm. while we look at all these folks who were throwing this woman out there to Jesus, they were in a group. So groups are good. But you got to make sure you're in the right group, yeah. which right. is a plug for groups that are getting ready to watch. So be, you know what I mean? So groups are getting, if you love your group, put it in the chat. Like, I mean, it is, listen, we, it is like, you got to find the right accountability. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that is, that is huge. I mean, just having that accountability to be like, man, I don't want to hear this, mm-hmm. but it's something I need to hear. Yeah. 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 And honestly, I was thinking about the, a lot of times when, when canceling happens, the motivator behind, or the, 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 the action that happens to the human mm-hmm. is shame. Mm-hmm. And there is a big difference between like feeling, feeling like, yeah. okay, I got called out. That doesn't feel good right. to anybody being called out. Yeah. Yep. But there's a difference between being called out and feeling guilt sure. that mm-hmm. motivates to change versus being shamed and being yes. told you are bad. Mm-hmm. And um, so that when there's no conversation, if there's no relationship, then you've basically given that person mm-hmm. that internal dialogue. Sure. And yeah. I'm kind of a geek sometimes with like neuroscience and stuff. And I love Brene Brown. And she she oh. actually herself said that n- new neuroscience studies have shown that the same amount of pain that you feel from burning mm-hmm. your hand, like you pour a hot mm-hmm. coffee, coffee on your hand, that same trigger that lights up in your brain is the same thing you feel when you're being shamed. Gosh. It's the same thing in, wow. in in your in your um, brain, and it's like, well, obviously, then that's not going to lead people. Like shame is not a motivator to change. So yeah. if we actually want to call people out, if we care about their change in their life, if we care about their mental health, mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. we're going to do it in the right way. We're not yeah. going to shame them as being the bad person. And I was even thinking for you, Daenerys, you probably have more of, like, maybe you can give perspective on this, but, like, mental health, I, it's, it's no wonder that just the current culture for people probably in your age range, like, I, it feels like they are struggling so much with mental health and struggling mm-hmm. so much with these things and it's because your age range is dealing with these things and so I don't know if you have perspective on that but I just thought I was wondering like how is this <laughs> affecting this generation yeah. yeah I think um one thing that I've been trying to research like during this time of you know got the pandemic you know people are dying all the things are happening or that's been happening mm-hmm. in the past six months and there's this thing called compassion fatigue where people are getting so tired of like they don't know what else to care about like you're yeah. getting burnt out from caring about yeah. everything that's going on in the world mm-hmm. and so at that point then you just feel like helpless you feel like you can't help people anymore like yeah. you just come down to a place and then it's like okay then what am I here for like if I can't right. contribute and if I can't mm-hmm. continue to help the world to become a better place if I can't like I'm trying to show Jesus in every sphere of my life but it's not like you're not seeing fruit or evidence in it then it can like wear down on your mental health yeah wow that's good yeah and that's crazy to even think about shame like that is amazing I mean to think about shame being that painful that it is associated with that 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 is crazy to think because again to you know like we had talked about earlier about change like you expect someone to change. There's no way somebody can change mm-hmm. after they go through that pain, like to un- to encounter that. Like, yeah. why would I want to grab the hand of Jesus if if all you had given me, you introduced me to that kind of a pain? Then mm-hmm. all I'm thinking now is more pain, you know, because yeah. it's like, that's why it's like, man, we got to keep telling everybody, like, this is not, like, condemnation is not of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, so like that that is not it. That's and so, so it's like, we have to reiterate to people that, that it, condemnation that that's not that's not your landing point that is not who yeah. we are yeah. that is not the substance that makes us up so yeah, yeah. i mean it's not it's not kingdom no yeah. and i think that's the thing that we have to realize is that when you're that when you subscribe to being a follower of christ you're in the family of god that that you're now a citizen of the kingdom of god and so we have to function with a different set of ethics there's a different there's a different standard and and god gives us his word on how we how we approach conflict how we measure things so it's not like we just give people a, a pass like there is accountability and and we even see that jesus he tells her like go and sin no more yeah. like he, he wasn't he wasn't giving her a free pass on sin right he wasn't even telling her to go and sin less right he was empowering her to go and sin no more right and he was giving her instructions on how to move forward with your life and so that's that's the way that the kingdom's supposed to be but but when you get outside of the kingdom you end up inheriting a lot of secular um posturing and, and here's what i believe i think that it's going to be very difficult for us to approach things with a secular um, strategy and expect kingdom results. Yeah, that's good. It, it's it's impossible for me to utilize yeah. the tools and the methods in a way that the world responds. I, I honestly have to check myself sometimes that when I'm when I'm approached with or I'm approaching things that that scream injustice, I have to make sure is my response the same as someone who doesn't know God. Right. Mm-hmm. If I'm responding the same way that someone who doesn't know God is responding, hmm. then maybe just maybe I need to respond differently. Come yeah. on, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's the kingdom compels us to. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the, that's the key thing for all of us. I think sometimes we lose sight of the fact that if that if if we could add cinematography to our lives and allow someone to rewind time, mm-hmm. we lose sight of the fact 
that we were the woman, (laughs) that we were every sinful character that we see in the Bible. At some point, that was us, still may be us, and we all are in need of Jesus to get involved and to cover us, and we have to extend that same grace. I think what our responsibility to, to do is extend the same grace that you would want to receive. Yeah. If we were to make a mistake, we would be able to give context. We would be able to explain it. We wouldn't try to justify it, but it's one of those things where, man, I made a mistake. You and I have a relationship. Hopefully you're going to extend me the grace. I'll explain it. We have context. You'll extend me grace. I'll extend you grace. But it's unfortunate in cancel culture, we're not willing to extend the grace that we ourselves would want to receive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me that we lose sight of the fact that that we can't do that. And I think earlier, Lindsay, you were talking about, about, about dignity. Like we have to understand that, that cancel culture, it does not provide dignity. It strips it away. Mm-hmm. And anything, then we look at the nature of God, when we look at this word of God and we recognize, think about it, when Adam and Eve realized that they had sinned, they knew that they were naked and ashamed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From that moment forward, you see God literally working, F, like just consciously to recover their shame. Let me cover you with love. Let me cover you with grace. Let me cover you with purpose. I'm trying to undo the shame that you're doing. So if we are people of God are bringing shame, we are trying to undo the work of God. Yeah, Yeah. that's good. I think, too, with with that, we judge the motive in the heart of the person when they come Mm -hmm. back to us. When we have the conversation, we judge the heart of them saying, well, you only confess this because you got caught. Yeah. And instead of us giving the benefit of the doubt yep. and saying, oh, okay, yeah, you, even though what my heart feels is that you only came out with this, extending that benefit and extending forgiveness the same way that God forgives us mm-hmm. when we repent, but we don't turn away from is what we have to give to others. But I think judgment is very critical in, in cancel culture. Yes. Yeah. Like That's the right. example with Noah, and he, he definitely, like, he was drunk and naked. Yes. Yeah. But you have two different... Lit. My Bible says he was lit. <laughs> he was lit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that version. <laughs> that's, that's the Ebonics one that he's talking about. Lindsay, <laughs> 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 which translation do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that on the Bible app? <laughs> we don't cancel, we don't cancel <laughs> culture on that translation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the great, the great part about that is you get to see two responses. And, like, you have... I don't... Ham... What, how do you say his name? That's a weird name. Yeah, Ham. it sounds right. Okay, it right. so <laughs> you have him exposed, but then you have Shem and Japheth, I yes. guess. Yeah, Covers good. him up. Those were really old names. <laughs> I probably will not name my child any of those names. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's awesome to see that you have the people who respond in covering, and, yes. um, and they receive a blessing, and yeah. then Ham receives a curse. And yeah. that's, I feel like, what you're saying is, like, we have to respond differently. Yeah, Absolutely. So I think I think that we've we've talked about a lot, and and I think one of the things that I want to recap for us, just so we can kind of be on the same page, in case someone wasn't able to deduce where we are when it comes to cancel culture. Here here's what I wrote down, and this is actually going to come up. This is like our our, our message moment. So Pastor Josh, you're going to appreciate this. I got some points for us. Um, watch this. So here here's the first one. Cancel culture is not kingdom culture. It's not. And we are citizens of heaven. We're in the kingdom of God. Cancel culture is not kingdom culture. Cancel culture tears down. Kingdom culture builds up. Yeah. We're looking for opportunities to build up. And then here's the last one I have is cancel culture removes dignity. Kingdom culture restores it. We see throughout the course of the Bible that these are the things that are present whenever someone is being canceled, that we're seeing this restoration, this yeah. dignity and these things that are being installed. And so when we talk about change, I think all of us are 
changing, have been changed, and there's others that recognize that maybe there's a stirring in our heart that, that God is leading them to change right now. So we want to create some space for that because we, we realize that we have some people that are with us in the chat right now. We also have others that maybe will listen to this a little bit later, but I believe that the Holy Spirit is stirring um, all of us in some way, but there's some among us that God is stirring us to take our next step, and that is just receiving receiving the forgiveness of God and, and really undoing that shame. Mm -hmm. I, I want to read this, this one verse that I think oddly connects to what we're talking about, and it's in um, Colossians chapter 2, verse 14. And it says this, by canceling um, the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands that he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Now, there's a lot that I can unpack, but I won't be able to do that. But here's the biggest takeaway. We see that word cancel. So here's the thing that we do see. Kingdom culture does cancel condemnation. Yeah. That is what the kingdom culture yeah. is all about. Yeah. And what this passage shows us is that when it says he nailed it to the cross, I want us to get this image of maybe like an old movie where you think about like kings and deeds and creeds. What the Bible is giving us an image of, of Jesus taking all of our sins and taking it and nailing it to the cross mm. with it saying the debt is paid, mm. that, that these things have been canceled. So while we're trying to cancel one another, Jesus has canceled the things that have kept us bound. Wow. That, yeah. is, that, is what, that is what restoration, that is what the restoration of dignity is supposed to look like. And that is what we're supposed to be. We're called to be ministers of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to be people that are helping us to move forward. Mm -hmm. So what I realize is that there may be someone among us right now that you're ready to take that next step with receiving the canceled debt, receiving that finished work from Jesus and simply accepting that. So if that's you, our, our Bible tells us that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that, that Jesus died and he was raised from the dead, if you have that, then the Bible says that you're saved, that, that the things that have been trying to cancel you have been canceled and now your dignity has been restored. So we want to create a space for you to do that. If that's you, I want you to pray this along with me and then we're going to provide you with some next steps. So if that's you, just pray this prayer. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross and that you rose from the dead and according to your words, it's because of that I am saved. Fill me with your spirit and order my steps. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And so if you gave your life to Christ uh, just a moment ago, we want to hear from you. You yes. can text decide to 25101, and we'll provide you with some next steps. That's right. And hey, we're not quite done yet. We're about to go into communion with one another. So hey, we'll see you right here. We'll be right back. Um, just grab all the things that you need to take communion and we'll be so excited to do that with you. All right. Hey, welcome back. We are ready to take communion together as one family. So um, right now, what we're doing with communion, the Bible says, do this um, as often as you need in remembrance of me. Who does that mean? Jesus, our Savior. And so especially if you committed your life to Christ for the first time, you get to join in with us as a family right now. This is right. an amazing time um, for you to actually partake in this. And so what does it mean when we eat the bread? It, it, was, it represents his body that was broken on Calvary's cross. And so right now, we're going to take that bread and we'll eat that and then we have the wine which represents the blood of Christ and this is you know the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross which covers all of our sins even as we talked about today with cancel culture this covers us and has been extended to us so right now we can just take the blood and drink the wine and I'll just pray for us God we love you and we praise you God thank you so much for sending your son Jesus on Calvary's cross to die for us, God. 
You truly did see past every last one of our faults and saw our need, our need for a savior, our need for the one who is, was, and who always will be. That that relationship that was broken is now restored. And so, God, as we uh, take communion together as one family, we are so grateful and so thankful that you continuously reach out to us, um, continuously to keep us at the table, part of the table, all of us, whether our whatever our past looks like, no matter what that is, you have changed us completely and we are now one family. So we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, hey, church, thanks for joining us and watching Church at Home. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll share it with a friend. But right now we have our next gen hour. So we have C Kids and Celebration Youth, my family. Uh, so you can join that right at 11 a.m. Other than that, I uh, hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and review and share what you heard today. If you'd like more content like this, or you'd like to connect with us, go to celebrationorl.org. We hope you join us next time.